With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, an, you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, of like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey, and and each other was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. And we're like, yeah, yeah. you know what? Well, you're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. All right, cool. Get that intro in you. I know you had a tough night. Let's just bang out a good intro real quick. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Um, it's there was a, uh, no life in that intro. <laughs> no, it, it's a sad. It's a sad day. It's a yeah. tough morning. Um, I witnessed a tragedy. <laughs> a tragedy occur last night. Um. The team of destiny with 19 first round draft picks hit nine posts. I fucking counted it and outshot the Americans 15 to one in the third, lost two nothing in the gold medal game, bringing us to 0 and 4 against the Americans in our last four meetings in the gold medal. And, uh, I'll be honest, I, I kind of want to die. I don't want to be here, but Corey's a bastard and he dragged me out of bed to tease me relentlessly. Rude. So how that's are not you? True. Shit? That's, that's not true. That's uh, totally true. I'm having a good morning. Every time I open up uh, IIHF.com, just Cole Caulfield holding the fucking gold trophy, just all smiles. Having a pretty good morning. Had a pretty good night. <laughs> um, I mean, I. You said this to me, and you were like, "Oh, they can lose a game, but if they don't win the championship, that's when people get upset." But like, yep. how can you be? How can you be so upset? Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, like, I get it. 19 guys, right? But you guys never had a, a, an opponent 
that pushed you this entire tournament. That's so because how could you be ready to battle kids who literally had to fight the very first one and then the game right before we played y'all? Y'all have y'all have yet to face someone that actually made y'all play. I um I actually disagree. There are a few teams that made us play. Russia made us play twice. We did we dominated the Finns, but they made us play. And by the way, I th- still think both of those teams were better than the US. And that's fine. That's fine. So I just think that you guys came in, y'all were all just like you you guys were supposed to win. There's yes. No, there's no doubt about that. I'm just looking at these scores and granted I didn't get to watch all of your games, but it's like you might have had to fight a bit in these games, but for the most part, it seems like at some point y'all found the breaking ground and blew teams out the water. Well, what we did in those games is what we almost did last game because the U S I granted like congratulations for start. I think the victory, like you guys played how you needed to play. You exec- they execute the American kids executed a game plan and they did it perfectly. But even though they executed it perfectly, you had to have been just fucking on the edge of your seat in the in the second and third period because I I'm not going to make excuses. We should have executed plays better. But if you to pretend that the American team did not get off lucky by like fuck what's the saying they by the backs of their heels like just super fucking lucky they they were lucky to come away with a gold because in the last two periods canada had 10 opportunities that i think you could classify as high maybe i don't think there was a moment in the entire game where i wasn't like this is where they're gonna score and it's just gonna open up for them this was Basically, Spencer Knight held his end, and the rest was luck. Yeah. Goalposts, luck, fucking scrums in front of the net, just unlucky. I didn't even think Spencer Knight, like, I think he played a good game, maybe a great game, but not a spectacular game. I think a lot of the time he was lucky. Um, if anything, I credit the defense more than I credit Spencer Knight. If that's one thing I thought the Americans did really well, it was keeping the forwards out of the slot. But even then, like Canada is going to get their chances. We did. We did it against you guys as well. I didn't, for as well as Trevor Zegers has played all tournament, that was probably his worst game. And he got a point. Like just that's how well he did all year. And all sorry, not all year, all tournament is that his worst game. He got a point, but other than his goal, like Trevor Zegers, comparatively to any other game, was shut down as much as you can shut down Trevor Zegers. I thought the Canadians, if they were to play that game again, I would ask them to play it the exact same way, because I think seventy-five times out of a hundred, you win that game. But credit to the Americans, they held like it's hard to keep holding on when a team's has you reeling. Canada had the U.S. reeling, and instead of panicking, they stayed calm. They tr- trusted Spencer Knight when 
something hit the post, they didn't rattle them. They didn't start, you know, credit where credit's due. The Americans did well. I just don't, I don't think Canada could have played it differently. I thought they played it really, really well. I wouldn't have changed it. And I, I don't mean like, uh, like the outcome. Um, I just think it's just the accuracy was off. The luck wasn't there. That, that's it. That's you know, hockey. Like, there's, there were countless fucking, fucking three on twos coming down. And I was like, this is it. Well, Bowen Byram, like <laughs> that would have been a fucking screamer. And I bet you nine times out of 10, that goes in the net. Especially with a guy that skilled, uh, Connor McMichael. If it weren't for Drew Hellison and the puck bobbling a little bit, mm-hmm. it's in the back of the net. Because, like I said, you you could say Spencer Knight. I say he played a good game. If you say great, okay, I'll accept that. But he was he wasn't Spencer Knight this whole tournament. Yes, he got the three shutouts, but credit that to the American defense and the American forwards. He hasn't been that great. So that's what I'm saying. Like 75 times out of 100, I think Canada wins that game. But credit where credit's due. Um, I think, if anything, this is the Americans just due because with that draft class, 15 of those U.S. National Development Program guys, six in the top 10, six or seven, right? Um, they should have won last year. But, you know, they pulled through and got it this year. Like They were destined to win a gold as well. So I guess it was really two teams of destiny. Um, competing together and you know if you're Canada obviously we look at what the fuck would have happened if we had Kirby Doc if we had Lafreniere we expected to have we were expected to have both of them coming into this this world junior and I just think I don't think the Americans could have beat that but that's what if it didn't happen that way Um, and yeah like you said kind of taking it back you know I said if we lost a round robin game, that's fine. It's losing the gold that sucks. When when you're Canada, it's gold or nothing. And I think we have a higher standard than every other country. You saw how happy Finland was to win the bronze. And mm-hmm. bronze is always happier than silver. But, yeah, we're not happy just meddling. We have to win gold. And I think that's just because of our, you know, as much as the game has grown, Canadians still dominate the sport and <laughs> it's gold or nothing. And if you don't meddle, we saw what happened a few years ago. You know, people go over the edge. Maxine Contois got cyberbullied relentlessly in Canada, which is wrong, horrible. There's a whole ad campaign about it with Bell Let's Talk like a year after. Like people go nuts over the world juniors. And if you don't win gold, it's a failure for us, to say the least. And you know, yes, we've got silver, but I think for this team and for our country, this is a failure. Uh, I, I know. I feel bad. I'm sorry. It's, I just don't know. Like, I get it. Like, you guys are goal or nothing. And I get it. I mean, you founded the game. This is the probably the best year for, like, y'all's. I don't know, 19 fucking first rounders. You know, this was supposed to be great. I still think that we just had to fight the last two games. And granted, you're saying that y'all y'all fought as well, which y'all did. You know, I'm not taking I'm not taking anything from Canada. You know, I just think that, you know, 
in that moment, yeah, you don't see those kids feeling very prideful, you know, but like they're going to look back at this dude, like the adversity to come in and play in a bubble for like, they was just alone for like 50 days, you know, couldn't even like really see each other other than going to practice. You bust your ass, dude. Like this is like, it's going to hurt now, but in the long run, like, they're mentally going to be so prepared for any game, whether they make it to the NHL, the AHL, you know, wherever, wherever they end up, like their mental abilities in the game, just from this one bubble tournament is just going to be like outrageously better than anyone who did not get a chance to play in this. Yeah, no. um, I'm glad you bring up the bubble because Going forward, I'm just going to blame the bubble on uh, the Canadian loss. Thank you very much. So, no more teasing. You going to blame the bubble, bud? Oh, yeah. That's okay. That's okay, dude. Bubble. I mean, we came in and <laughs> people were like, okay, you're, you're not as good as Russia. You're not as good as Canada. I disagree. I think maybe this is just <laughs> me. When I saw the Americans coming in, I thought they're probably – the second best team in the tournament. I yeah. mean, Russia played. Russia we, played better. I think there were better teams. Like when I say Finland was a better team, Finland's a better team than the U.S. They play better team hockey. I I still believe that. I think Russia, like that team. I don't know if you know that team's together almost the whole year. They mm-hmm. played at the Helenka Gretzky. They played at a men's tournament in Europe and won, like a professional men's. I forget what tournament it is. They that team's probably in terms of team chemistry the best one in the tournament i think canada is a better team i thought the czechs as a team played better team hockey but the americans are undoubtedly the second most talented look at the guys on that roster it's just it's a lot just, of, just a lot of grit yeah and just pure skill like the u.s national development program like you can make arguments like i think the Finns have a better they have a national program as well. And just look at their junior career. Like their junior numbers are insane. I think you could argue the Finns have the best junior program in hockey. Uh, the American development program might be in at number two, though. Because Canada, we don't have anything like that. You know, you have all your best prospects coming together and learning from each other. And look at U.S. junior wins before the last 20 years, like they were pretty non-existent. It's only been the last few years, last two decades that the Americans have even competed at the world juniors. And I think largely that has to do with the national development program. I mean, it makes sense and clearly it's working. I think, uh, you know, we see countries in Europe, like all the ones that are competing, the small countries, the Czechs, the Swiss, they all have stuff like that. And Canada doesn't. Because, you know, obviously our just our numbers of registration in hockey are so much more significant, so much bigger. But, you know, I was talking about with my dad last night, too. You, you've got to wonder if Canada needs to start start doing something like that. And I say that and you go, oh, well, you had 19 first rounders. Yes, but the game's growing. And as a nation, we can't just, you know, dominate like that with pure skill anymore. Um the U.S., all those guys have played together since they were 10 years old. So <laughs> the chemistry was there. I think 
Canada needs to figure something out. I don't know if it'll happen because the CHL, as much as it is junior hockey, it's a, it's a business. They make a lot of money there. And if you think high-end CHL guys aren't getting paid to play hockey, you're fucking naive. <laughs> they are. They are. Don't worry. And it is not amateur hockey, the CHL. It, it's labeled that way. It's not. Um, so I think it'd be hard to implement a national program in Canada. There'd be a lot of pushback because you would basically be, like, be taken from them. It's the WHA and the NHL just on a smaller, smaller yeah. developmental level. It would be, it would be like trying to tackle the NCAA. Yeah. Essentially they make money off these young guys and you know, they say NCAA college football players don't make money. They make money just, you know, under the table. It's the same way in the CHL. Um, um, but yeah, I just think Canada needs to implement something like that. That's what I take from this. I mean, like, like I said, I think they win most times. If you play that game over and over a hundred times, I think we win three quarters of the time. I really do. But in the end, you know, we didn't. That's not what happened. And I woke up depressed this morning because of it. So that's my spiel on that. I don't know if you want to rub it in a little more, have your own take. No, I mean, I'm not a bully. I'm just going to – we just fought hard. Uh, You're not lying. You know, I don't don't think they played bad. I think that, you know, the entirety of that game was almost in Canada's control. We just had the accuracy. That's it. We had the better – of our two goals, we had the better chance, and it just didn't go y'all's way, and it it happens like that, you know, so. Yeah. Bubble hockey's crazy. I mean, but I don't actually blame. I, I'll only blame the bubble if Montreal doesn't win the cup. If Montreal wins the cup, the bubble cup again, I the, the bubble doesn't matter. Oh, I'm going to be very subjective in this. All right. Well, there were moments <laughs> in that game. I mean, look, like as a Habs fan, you can take away, you know, something good comes out of it. You know, like I know a lot of people on Twitter that were Habs fans were like, you know, who do, who do you root for? And, you know, people's like, you know, it's a Canada. It's never not Canada. Then you got the kids, the younger kids who are like, Oh, well, what about Cole Caulfield? You know, maybe we'll do uh, like a North American thing. Yeah. That's so I'm stupid. a U.S. kid. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be there for the U S but I'm also like, Team North America, you know, because I want to see Caden Gooley succeed. But I mean, you can't really be upset. I mean, I mean, you're gonna be upset. Well, let's just stop right there. But like, the two of our boys got medals, and you know, it wasn't a bronze. You know, they both played really good. In fact, I believe they collided twice yesterday. Caden Gooley just ran Cole Caulfield twice. Yeah, um, that's another thing. Like. I wouldn't call it the desperation, but you you boys played such a physical game on us that it was, like, exacerbating. Like, I was just waiting for us to fumble the puck to give y'all an easy goal, you know, and yeah. it just didn't happen, and that's good for well, us. Well, that's but... Canadian hockey, right? Yeah. Like, and... Those are 19 first-round picks, and they're still hucking the body. Yeah. I just it wish just, we played I the body think, a little bit more, but at that time, you got a two, you got a two goal lead on on perhaps the greatest 
brought together World Juniors team for Canada, yeah, I'd be playing super defensive oriented as well. Yeah, I uh, I don't as far as talent and as great as that team is and was, that team does not top the 2005 World Junior team. Like, I can't name the roster entirely off the top of my head, but to name three, Sidney Crosby, Carey Price, Patrice Bergeron, like, nothing tops that team. But, yeah, I will – this – this team, if they had a won it, they would have been in the conversation for sure. Yeah. I wasn't watching any hockey that year or probably the next two years just because of what was going on down here. But, yeah. Um, but no, dude, Canada, you're going to hang your head for a couple of days, dude, and then you're going to be prideful as fuck that these kids came together through adversity, you know, and, and fucking made, put their mark in the world juniors. You know, you didn't get the gold, but that's all right. You know, you guys, I, I know there's that debate about the barrel or the trash can. Well, let's not get into that because look, all I got to say about it is it's not a good look. But instead of trying to strip, you know, the U.S. kids, which they were in the wrong. I don't care if it's a barrel, if it's a fucking trash can. It's not the smartest fucking thing to do, especially publicity wise, when you're fucking holding the trophy of a tournament. Canada, look, just next year, you just got to go out. You got to remember what happened, and you just got to fucking beat the wheels off of us. Well, if we are talking about it, I think the next time Canada and the U.S. face in junior hockey, there's going to be some blood. Like, someone's going to get run for that. And as you should. I mean, I'm not saying that that's good hockey. That's the hockey I like. But, like, don't. Don't, you know, like, oh, you know, they, they, they made a dumb, childish, stupid fucking mistake and people should have jumped in and said this wasn't a good idea. It, it, it's bad on everybody. It's bad on the tournament. What I will say. You get like, back by beating ISs next year. You, you know? say, like, and I've seen a lot of defense, you know, it came out, it's a barrel. I believe that it's a barrel. At the time, it looks like a fucking trash can. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you look at that, and before the explanation, people on Twitter saying, oh, you're overreacting. It's a You didn't know it was a barrel before you saw it. You thought it was a trash can. Everyone thought it was a trash can. It looks like a trash can. Now, look, those drums we use, like, we get our solution mix that we clean the beer lines with, so it's this green acid comes in those barrels, right? Yeah. So, normally, those barrels, you fill them with water or whatever, and they hold tents down during, like, windy seasons and shit like that. I could tell what it is, but it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck because it, it's all about what you're allowing the viewers to perceive when you bring that in, and it's not a good look. Well, yeah, and just to play it out, like, what is a trash can? Trash can is just a barrel, right? Like, yeah, it's, and if it's you go to a, a baseball barrel with a bag, like diamond you go to a baseball diamond at least in southern ontario they all look like that they're those oh, yeah. blue water Th- that's barrels, how right? it is here there's no difference yeah that's why it's so and i've seen the excuse of like oh they're teenagers they're young kids right most of those guys are two a year older than me and i wouldn't have done that <laughs> so yeah. i don't i don't like that excuse like I I am not on that stage. I haven't experienced winning a world championship, but like 
I have competed at high levels of sport and never in my life after we won a tournament, we went down to New York city. We, we were beating, we were beating teams, you know, we were celebrating never in my life would I have taken a team logo and stuck it on a barrel and take it like maybe after if you're doing symbolism do it in the locker room that's a locker room thing it's a locker room thing don't don't pose with the fucking gold no (laughs) and like i've played teams that we genuinely like we we got to fist fights with them and at the end of the game you shake their hand you say good game you fucking hate them. You chirp the shit out of them on the bus ride home. But at the end of the game, you are a sportsman because that's what sport's about. It's not rubbing it in. Like if you've battled with someone, you you got to respect it, right? And I think the backlash from a lot of Americans, and if we have American listeners too, like about what Barrett Hayton did a few years ago to Russia. Yeah, yeah that was awful. And you know what? He probably got crucified more in Canada than he did anywhere else because we hold our players to that high level, that high standard. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely think with Hayton, it was a mistake, but we still, we bitched the guy out on media for weeks. <laughs> like, I just think that the excuse of, oh, they're young is dumb. There's coaching staff there for a reason. At the end of the day, it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's, 30 seconds it was a picture it happened it's over i'm not gonna lose sleep over it but i will say as an nhl organization as a gm as a coach like i would look at that and say like that's a problem like you can't do that in the chill you know what i mean in the big league you're not doing that and i think like it's canada us the rivalry is going to be strong i just think that you got to be careful because as an athlete, you you are you do want that revenge sometimes. And I, I'd be afraid if they played a game tomorrow, I'd be afraid to see what would happen, to say the least. No, you're right. I mean, you you call for blood when you fucking you pull some soap opera shit like that. Like when you feel you've been disrespected like that. Yeah, you definitely and and not not like disrespected on like a personal like when when it's like when you're playing for your country, dude, I'd fucking I would have ran them. I would have came back on the ice. Like, <laughs> yeah, if I, that was ten years ago, it, imagine. Like, I know we're twenty twenty. Things are kind of they're not the same as they were, but or twenty twenty one now. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I just think like and like they had to go on the a lot of the guys had to ride the plane with Canadian prospects back to like training camp and stuff right so i just like i dumb decision i think but like i said it's not the end of the world um i won't lose sleep over it it pissed me off at the time but i was also a bottle of pink whitney deep so i think the whole situation was pissing me off at the time but yeah yeah, as as it should i mean that things like that are meant to invoke an emotion and all this did was fuel a good rivalry to continue for U.S. versus Canada. And yeah. Sorry, and sorry that we did something so stupid, you know, but it's just going to promote better hockey next year. Yeah, it is what it is. I think it happened. Um, yeah, it's over. Whatever. We'll, uh, we'll just get you back on the ice next year, right? 
I mean, that's that's how I literally saw it, and I was like, well, next year is going to be awesome. <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, we could be so ignorant. Um, but I mean, our boys close out the tournament. Cole Caulfield in seven games, two goals, three assists, five points, and last night got a penalty. No, it was the previous night. Uh, <laughs> chucking the puck over the glass. Um, and then Caden Gooley finishes the tournament with seven games, two goals, one assist, three points, four pims. Both had a pretty decent fucking tournament. I think Cole, Cole Caulfield, people expected more. He's supposed to be the next coming of Christ offensively. But these tournaments, like, you know, we've said previously, they're not they're not going to tell you. They're not going to make or break this kid's career. This is just a, you know, almost like exhibition to watch our futures. And uh, proud of both kids. Yeah. Kate Gooley, phenomenal last night. I mean, and played anything, the body, did everything right. His hype has increased from this tournament. And rightfully so. Like, he is where plays go to die. Offensive zone plays go to die at Caden Gooley. He just shuts, like, even last night, which was probably a tough night for the Canadian defense. He was killing plays. He had one gaffe on a, uh, what was it, the uh, Alex Turcott goal. But even then, I think that was, like, it was on Drysdale's side of the ice. He probably should have noticed it. It is what it is. We're not going to execute blame. I think it still might have been Gooley's man. But I think he had a great game, great tournament. Um, the other end, you have Cole Caulfield, who I think his hype has kind of leveled off a little bit from this tournament. And if anything, I think that's a good thing. Right. I think he's going to be out of the limelight a little bit. Hopefully. I think that'll help him improve. Um, realistically, like look at his advanced analytics stats, his expected points for five on five and power play. He was right up there, top 10 in the tournament. Um, I know it sounds as like I'm making an excuse and it maybe it's a little bit of one, but I, at the end of the day, I truly believe this with every, every part of me, he was not utilized correctly at the world juniors and continued into last night. He was not utilized very well. Um, when he was out there, when he was playing, he scared the shit out of me. Like I was aiming at Cole Caulfield to fuck off multiple times last night when he had the puck i was like fuck you fuck off like no don't shoot like every time he shot i was nervous because i haven't experienced it again playing like watching playing against the team against him yeah i was terrified every time he had the puck dude he had that open look and oh and he gets it he gets the puck off his stick so quickly thank god like if he had been utilized more it would have been game over i really think like at the start, I think they probably would have put more goals in, but I was, I was happy for once that he wasn't playing. Like I said, he wasn't playing. Um, we've talked about, we've talked about this all before. I think a lot of it was out of his control. A lot of it was bad luck to say least, but if anything, I think this should be good. He'll go back to uh, Wisconsin and hopefully he'll start to light it up there again because he's got 12 points in 10 games. So, I mean, he's, not not to talk too much about Wisconsin, but he's literally going back. And I think there's four of them that were in this tournament. It's Turcotte, Caulfield. Um, Holloway. Holloway and somebody else. Oh, I forgot his name. Um, but, I mean, dude, like, <laughs> I think the Big Ten's about 
well, wherever, wherever they're sitting in standings, I think that they're about to get a, a big boost with these three, four coming back. Well, actually, I don't think Tur- Turcotte's going to L.A. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's just Holloway and Caulfield going back to Wisconsin. Wisconsin's been awful this year. Yeah. But um, I, 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 this, yeah. This, is a, this is a good opportunity for a, a momentum swing. So Yeah, definitely. I think they uh, they can go. I wouldn't say a run or a tear, but I think uh, getting these two back in the lineup, one's going to be just hungry to play, and one's just going to be riding off of uh, off of a high. And I think hopefully that that you know propels them into into a a good end of their season. But uh, I'm done with World Juniors. I don't I don't want to upset you. You up <laughs> a little early this morning. I'm up a little early. But uh, before we close out, we do have a bit of Habs news. Uh, the training camp started. I believe today would be day four of training camp. Um, the line, you know, the lineups are back. Uh, group A today is uh, Tatar, Dano, Gallagher. That's no real difference. Uh, Duran, yeah, Suzuki, Anderson, Toffoli on the left, which we, you know, previously said you, you better utilize on the right. But Toffoli, KK, Armia. Byron, Evans, Lekkonen, Frolik, po, uh, Paling, and Perry, which is a new lineup, and I, it's pretty nasty. Uh, Sherratt, Weber on D, Edmondson, Pet, uh, Petrie, Kulak, Romanov. I don't. Is it Olet or is it Wilet? Ulet. Ulet. Mete. Sorry, I was yawning. You go. Ulet. Uh, and then Price, Allen, McNevins, and then power play: Drewan, Suzuki, Toffoli, Weber, Petrie. Sir, you're seeing McNiven there? Yeah, McNiven. Oh, I've got Primo. Hmm. Um, John Lou tweeted out it's Primo, not McNiven. Okay. Well, huh. different information. I guess. That's I guess. fine. I mean, if if the only misinformation is is the third string, I think we'll be all right. But uh, the second power play line is Tatar Gallagher, Kakaniemi, and then you got a, a mix between Anderson and Perry, and then Romanov. I'm okay with the Lions. Like, they're kind of what I expected. I thought Toffoli would be on the right. Um, I don't like Edmondson with Petrie because I think him and Kulak play so well together. But he's also the new shiny free agent signing, so I, I like, I understand. Like, you kind of got to give him some time. But right. yeah, no, I think that lineup's scary if you're another team. And then uh, your Group B at the bottom is going to be. Uh... Wow, they push they push wheel down to uh, Group B. I can't pronounce this because demo, Lucas Veramo. Yeah, Veramo. Was that Dolphin? <laughs> Laurent Dolphin. Okay, cool. We we spell it a little different down here. Uh, wheel. You got Teasdale, Lynch, uh, Bazil, and then Badock, Bianski, Lucini, and then uh, on defense you got Olafson, Juleson, Leskinen, and Flurry. And then that's where they got Primo way down here under Lindgren, yeah, Primo, Demchenko. I can't believe Kittle Fleury is not getting more of an opportunity. Well, it's only – he's still got a couple more days of practice. We, You know, these these aren't set lines. So, you know, maybe he could get a, a little bit in Group A. Yeah, I just thought, like, I don't know. I, th- I thought he played great last year, to be honest. <laughs> like, well, look, their practice doesn't haven't their practice at this moment hasn't even started for Group B, so there's no telling if this kid c- 
could could be a difference maker today that bumps him up tomorrow. You know. Yeah, you never know. Because I think I think the you know the main squad goes in this morning. Let's say like eight eight a.m. You know, so it could be a difference. Um, but I mean, you know, these these are not set. That's that's the beauty of it. It just gives us something to talk about. You know, these lines are pretty fun to talk about. That that first group is is insane. Um, but you know, things things will change. You know, we could see Toffoli on, on the right, which is it's a good good possibility but what are we fucking seven days away from uh six six game six days away yeah i believe it's six what's, what's today wednesday well this one's day well then they play next wednesday on the 13th that's seven right <laughs> yeah, i take it six i guess <laughs> i always count i don't count you, the day that's fine oh, yeah i yeah. understand what you're saying yeah I'm, I'm kind of the same way i'm already in that day so yeah, that's, don't count. Fair be it. It sounds southern. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna face uh in Toronto at it looks like 7 p.m. on Wednesday. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna bust Toronto's ass with their brand new old man line. I just think it's a little crazy. You got basically an entire month of road games before we even get a chance to be at home. And I think that's such a critical moment for us to not back off and we really have to take these first six games. I think they're they're very integral. We got to at least come out, you know, four four and two. Yeah, four of them would be nice. Three is okay, honestly, with the amount of new guys on this team. Absolutely. I'd be okay with three. It's just uh, it's it's a t- it's a tough first month, you know. You close I out think, the month with double Calgary. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I know I don't sound it, but I'm fucking excited for the season. I'm just. It's okay. Dude, absolutely exhausted right we now. Can, uh, look, I can, I can, I can paint the picture, right? Stayed up late last night. We both did. Game didn't end till like 11, 12, where you're at. It's 11, 19 right now for me. It's 12 for you. I know you didn't get 12 hours of sleep. You know, these people understand that it's okay. I'm just a little bit more chipper because my team won. And it would, if, if it was the opposite, it would be the same way, you know? It would just be reversed. Nothing wrong with that. But once we get to the December, uh, January 28th, we go on a, what is it? I believe it's a seven, uh, almost a seven-game homestay. And I think that's where we're going to really, I don't know, that's that's the most exciting I am or I'm going to be because we just get a chance to really play at home. Uh, granted, no fans, but it's nothing like seeing the boys at home um got any fun facts before we log off today mason some fun facts hey you got any <laughs> you got any fun news got any um elliot friedman on 31 thoughts podcast mentioned that in fuck what draft was it 2016 i think when pierre luc Dubois was drafted um mm-hmm. vancouver and montreal had a deal accepted and put in place for the fifth pick in exchange for PK Subban, but it was reliant on Pierre-Luc Dubois being available because everyone thought he would be. And then Columbus shocked the world and drafted him third. And then the deal fell through. So if you, if you wanted to feed into your Pierre-Luc Dubois to Montreal rumors anymore, I I just have. 
I think that's What's fine. That? I, I think that's fine. I think he's a great player, but everyone on Twitter is now is now throwing the KK and Cole Caulfield or Suzuki and Caulfield being moved for this trade, and that's something I'm not. Oh, that's I, I don't fucking want to be a part stupid. Of. I don't want to be a part but of that. I'm just. I imagine how much different the NHL landscape would be. Yeah, yeah. If like Montreal had a trade, like that trade would have been a fucking look at Subban now. Right. Uh, oh my god, it would have been so good. But yeah, it's good that's, to, it's that's good to leave them fact. with a rumor to to really stir stir on. <laughs> yeah, to fester until Monday when our next episode comes out. Yeah, it's still crazy that we got one more episode before it's back. I'll try but, and be a little more chipper for that one. But it's a, I mean, hey man, maybe the pain will have worn off. It will, and you'll be back to yourself. That ridicules me. Oh shit. We'll talk more about it next week, but I got to try coffee crisps <laughs> and they are addicting. Oh yeah. Next week, next, next week, week. Uh, next week. But anyway, folks, this has been Habs nightly. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we can't wait to talk to y'all again on Monday. We'll see y'all soon. Yeah. Have a great day. Hopefully it's better than mine. Stay strong. Canada. <laughs> <laughs>